0: What's good? What's good? Thank you for stopping in. This is DJ Tonka. Now, I want to describe something to you that applies to me, and I really like how this is. First off, we're going to be talking about Anchor. Um, If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way, and I mean the easiest way, to make a podcast. But see... Let me explain. First off, it's completely free. Now, what do you have to do? There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So, which means you could be on the go or you can be at home. Nothing's stopping you. Now, how does it work? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which means they do all the legwork. All you have to do is record. That's simple, right? You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. So again, what's stopping you? The question always is, can I make money? Yes. Yes. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, can you beat that? Can you really beat that? But let's even add more to this. It's everything you need to make your podcast in one place. So, I got to ask you. What is stopping you from downloading the free Anchor app? Nothing. So you can go to the Play Store or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. So again, let's get this money.
1: What's good, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. Anubis back again on Simple Talk. Um, Today, we're going to be discussing a relative story that um, I've always tried to blank out my life. Um, It's one of the reasons why I'm a loner in life. I I choose really not to have a lot of friends because friends come and go, and sometimes the memories you have with these friends, you don't want to let go. Back in the days, I always said I was involved in so much shit, and I was, you know, but I've always had a business, and I was working on cars back then, doing sound systems, alarms, and I met this guy, you know, random, you know, came up to me one day, heard I was doing, you know, sound systems and stuff. He told me what he wanted in his car. Help. I told him, drop the car off, come back within 24 hours, and you got what you want. No. Well, he uh, brought me the car, and as promised, I delivered. He was very happy. About a week later, he came back, brought me another car. Again, I'm not really thinking too tough about it. He asked me what he wanted on it. Did it. Then, you know, before he left, he tells me that, you know, he has this car that he's been wanting to really hook up. It was a Mazda. It was like this blue, but it's like a royal blue, but Metallical It was really nice With a tan interior Leather Now he was like Telling me that he wanted You know these Like neon strips on the inside Of the car And neon lights on the undercarriage And This kind of sound system With that kind of speakers And I sat home And put everything together, gave him a good price for it, which I started to realize that no matter what I told him, he was willing to pay. But I wasn't trying to jerk nobody. I told him I was going to charge him for the parts and how much time I actually spent on the work. That was it. It took me about four days to do this car. And the price I gave him, I had to call him back, like, maybe two or three times, because it seems like every time I was done, there was another problem, you know? This was the problem. A car has a battery that's really meant to do what it's supposed to do for the car, not meant for all these extra gadgets, you know, and we wound up having to add another battery another type of alternator and dude man by the time we was done we just wound up changing the whole fucking system around he had optimum batteries in the car and wired up it was just sick like the the battery in the back was being charged and then we had caps in there for the for the bass system. And we wound up putting TVs. And I mean, this thing was freaking sick. Like, but the sound system wasn't something that, you know, would shake blocks. It was something that he wanted that was just loud, but not crazy loud, but clear. Gave him what he wanted. Uh, crazy thing was when we were finally done. I was actually done at night. It was late. It was a summer night. The block I worked on, you know, where my shop was, was lit up. But once you turned off my shop lights, (laughs) it was pitch black outside. So... I was like, yeah, I want to see what this car looks like in the dark. So I shut off all the lights, and it was just black outside, and the car was dark, and I kicked on the lights, and I closed the door, and I was like, oh, my God. The car, you couldn't even see the rims. It was like the car looked like it was just floating on, on lights, like it was just floating on air. And then the inside, it was like, You could see the interior, but not as bright. It was just this neon strip. And wherever the strips was, it was where the car lit up. That shit was sexy. When we were done, he was like, he wanted tinted windows. You know, and I kind of convinced him not to fuck the car up with tints. You know, it was going to be, I had to explain to him that it was going to be enough with what he had on that car to draw enough attention to get pulled over on a regular basis without having the tents causing more of a problem. I mean, he kind of agreed with me and just said, fuck the tents. And about a week later, he brings me the slinking navigator. And he wants a sound system and this. And now I'm starting to wonder. Where the hell is this dude getting all these damn cars from? I still don't. You know. Ask questions because it's not my business. But I started noticing that. The more he wanted in these cars. The more expensive it was. Like now in this Navigator. He wanted a full Alpine system. You know. Wasn't cheap. And. And it just sounded sick as fuck like this thing was just phenomenal when we were done with it we followed the same concept as the the blue Mazda and we added a secondary battery to this truck and did the same thing alternator everything man let me tell you it was it it, it just was the bass just sounded sick inside this truck so truck's done give it back to him I think it was the very next day he calls me says he wants to talk to me so I figure he has another car in mind he wants to do And he comes to me and talks about would I like a partner now well, who's this partner and what does this partner want cuz i wasn't thinking about partners you know and he says it's me uh, i would like to invest because your your work is great and i would love to just be part of your your, your venture now this is when the question started on my side like you know but what do you do for a living and, you know how do you make your money and you know I just don't want dirty money running in my business and lo and behold it was dirty money so I didn't want no part of it but as we spoke I see that you know he's a relatively good guy you know and next thing you know and he's bringing his mother's car and his pops car and couple friends car and he's just like my bulk of business so you know me and this dude become pretty close like next thing I know I'm being invited to barbecues and family gatherings and it was just crazy like that was one of the craziest summers like then I kinda find out exactly what it is he does. But at that time, you know, I'm going through my own personal experiences in life, and me and my uh, baby mama at the time, you know, decided it was, you know, time to leave New York and go venture off to somewhere else and try to make a better life. So I told him, you know, that I was about to leave and, you know we celebrated, and, you know, a couple days later, I packed up my stuff, and we were gone, now, it was a year went by, we would talk to each other, like, almost every weekend, and shit, always joking, and he telling me how he missed, you know, me working on his cars, and I'm like, you know, joking on, like, damn, how many more cars you got now, and, you know, it was back and forth, and one car, he sold all the cars except the Mazda, like that Mazda was his treasure piece finally it got, you know a couple summers went by and, you know I finally convinced him to come up and visit me come chill with me up in in the state I was in and uh, he uh, he got his stuff together and got in the car with his cousin and decided to come up on a Friday and we were on the phone bugging out, talking and I'm explaining to him how you know the trip to get to me was going to be and what he had, you know basically what the landmarks would be when he got towards closer to me so he knew he was getting close and As we talk, and he said he had to, you know, make a quick drop off before he uh, came to see me and stuff. And as we talk, and he gets to the person's house, and this is when, you know, he says, yo, just hold on a minute, and just, he puts the phone down, and I'm hearing what's going on. And he's talking to the person, and the person says, oh, you know, something, something, and... I heard I'd be back. They walk out the car. And then. uh, I hear him telling us. Yo close that back door. He gets back on the phone. And he's like. Yo man. This this, this girl be bugging sometimes. Then all of a sudden. The phone just went dead. I'm like. Oh, maybe the phone died, you know, he got to recharge it, so I'll call him back in a few minutes. Called him back like an hour later, no answer. He told me he was going to be on his way as soon as he was done dealing with Shorty, so I was like, maybe he just jumped on the phone, died, and he's just charging, and he's already on the way. That was around midnight. He should have gotten to me around 5 in the morning, so, you know, I'm calling him back, 2 o'clock, no answer, 2.30, no answer, 3, fifteen, three thirty. Like, I just started calling him on a regular, like, damn, bro, you know, figured you would call me to tell me where you was and blah, 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 and it wasn't until, like, about 8.30 in the morning <clears throat> when I made a phone call and a woman answers and I'm like can I uh, speak to my cousin she's like oh he can't come to the phone right now I'm like can you let him know I called see now he wasn't the type of person to just let anybody answer his phone so I was a little baffled on who was answering the phone in the first place so I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my phone, and I'm saying to myself, like, you know, this is a little odd, you know? He ain't called me back, and uh, let me call back and see what's going on. So I call back, phone rang a couple times, and then a guy answers. So I'm like, okay, now this is just definitely weird. Like, who you? i looking for my cousin. Who you? Um, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, but uh, how can I help you? What you mean, how can you help me? Where's my cousin? I need to talk to my cousin. Uh, he can't come to the phone right now. I kind of heard that the first time I called, so where is he? Uh, I'm sorry, I just can't tell you that wait a minute, at that second, that very second, my fucking brain started working overtime, and them lights started flashing, yeah, you know what I mean by lights flashing, yeah, I'm talking to the police, um, okay, um, thank you, Now I'm like, okay, what the fuck? My phone rang. I look. It's my boy's number. Okay, what the fuck's going on? I answer the phone, but I answer the phone like kind of, I guess you would say kind of suspect. Like, who this? Uh, Can I speak to the person who just called? Now this time it's a woman. Like, now I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Like, who keep answering my cousin's phone? Like, what the fuck? Well, um, who are you? I just told you, that's my cousin. Like, who are you? I'm detective such and such. Okay, see, now I'm getting some answers. Now... Where's my cousin? Um, can't really tell you that. Okay, listen. If my cousin's in the hospital, can you tell me so I could call my aunt and let her know what was going on? I did know his mother very well, and we used to speak on the phone all the time. Like, that was like an adopted mother to me, for real, for real. But, you know, I'm I'm still trying to get some information, though. So... I'm like, listen, if he's in the hospital, let me know. If he's locked up, let me know so I could get him a lawyer. Either, either which way, let me know something so I can pass the word down. She says, I'm so sorry. What? About what? That's all I can say is I'm sorry. Okay. I hang up the phone. Because it seemed like that's about as far as this conversation was going. What the fuck? She's sorry. Hmm. See, I knew this one guy. I'm not going to say his name or where he's from, but... He knew my boy just as good as I did or maybe a little bit better. And I had to call him like, bro, you know, you was in the area or you live in the area, better said, where he was last seen. So do me a favor, you know, go check up. And find out what the fuck's going on, because he went to see such and such, and and that that's that's the last time I heard from him. So do me a favor, can you find out what's going on? It took about an hour. My phone rings again, and he starts by saying, "Bro, I'm so sorry." What the fuck is up with this sorry shit, man? He says, Yo, he passed away. What? Wait, what? Yeah, man. It's a long story. I'll call you back in a few. just sitting there now just looking at my phone my baby mama looking at me she's like are you okay and I just start crying see me and homeboy got so close I swear to you that was like my brother not a cousin that was like a brother he was more family than me than my own family And I knew this man for just half the time, or even less than half. But the bond me and him got was just, it was unreal. That was a true friend. So, she knew something was wrong. She says listen Do we have to go I said yeah We do Crazy part was is, We just moved into our crib We wasn't even in the crib Two weeks Three weeks Even though we had moved to that state And it's been a while that we was in that state But We had just got our crib something we could call our own we were bouncing from place to place until we could finally say it was ours and we had to go that whole night we packing shit up and I'm just waiting for the phone call and packing stuff up and finally when I was done packing the phone call came And I finally found out what happened. The details are something in which where I will save you a nightmare. But all I can tell you was. My boy was killed. And the manner that shit went down after that was so fucking disrespectful. But what turned out to be a tragedy also turned out to be a very big thing. See, because I didn't know my boy was being followed. He was being followed by the police. And the person that went to rob and kill my boy didn't know that either. And the police watched everything. (laughs) That's the crazy part. The dude didn't get two blocks from when it happened, from where it happened. He didn't get far at all. Because, like I said, the cops were watching everything. moral of the story though it's like anytime and every time I got close to somebody they got taken away from me it doesn't matter if it was a male or female I've lost a lot of people I can call my friends so I never made new ones when I lost my old ones because I didn't want to lose my new ones too. So I became a loner and that's really how I've lived my whole life. the crazy thing is, is that the people that I started to get close to, I almost lost. Crazy, huh? When I realized certain things just wasn't adding up, I backed away. And it seems like I backed away just in time. Friends, moms. The closer I got with her... And no, not in that way if you have a dirty mind. I mean, as a friend, the sicker she got. The more I told her she was getting sick, she just wouldn't listen. It wasn't until I moved away from her that everybody around her started realizing, yeah, she is getting sick. And started realizing that every time I used to yell at her to take care of herself, they thought I was just picking on her. And now they starting to realize that, holy shit, he was being dead ass serious and something really was happening. But see, if I would have stayed, those same people would have never paid attention to what was going on because I was around. Me not being around is what woke them up because now they're forced to be closer to her. They started seeing what I was seeing. And they, being because they were her family, forced her something that I could have never done. It's been two years... Since I've been there. And. She's still trying to get better. You know. I'm not saying that I'm the bad one. In no way shape or form. What I'm trying to say is. I always run into people that are. Just gave up in life. And a lot of people that. Have tried. To get away from the bad. But. I'm sorry to tell you. You can never run from your demons. This is physically impossible. It still hurts me to this day. That I lost my boy. Like. I always swore I would never go to a funeral, but I had to go to his. See, I was still strong. Regardless, saying that I would never go, the last funeral I had went to was my dad's, and that was when I was about six, five, five, six, seven, maybe I don't know. <laughs> That's how young I was. <clears throat> but I went and I'm standing up front with his cousin and had some roses in my hand when the priest was done saying what he was saying it was very quiet His mom's waited for me to drop my roses. And man, man, I wish I was never first. The crazy part. When I dropped my roses, I don't know what I expected to hear. But my brain wasn't ready to hear what it heard. And when my roses' flowers hit that casket... It sounded so hollow. It just kind of, the rose, when it hit it, it kind of like echoed. And I kid you not, at that very moment, my heart broke and I just started to cry and I just couldn't. I told his mother sorry and I had to go. My boy was with me. My baby mama was with me. My baby mama's cousin was with me. And they just saw it. They just grabbed me and just pulled me away and just took me to the car. And there was no way in hell I was driving. I don't remember getting home. I don't remember being home. Like, I was just gone. My brain was gone. I just couldn't put together why the coffin sounded hollow. I mean, I know why, but I don't know what I expected the roses to sound like when they hit it, but I just did not expect it to sound hollow. I swore it that day. I would never get close to anybody again... So I would never have to do that again. No. You would think... It was because of that one time... That I would just... had gave up in life, but... See... That's just one of many friends close people that I lost and I just refuse to go through that pain again so I don't let no one close to me male or female see there's a reason why I've I've turned to celibacy so that way I do not have to have feelings for no female I'm not scared of dying that's the crazy part I'm just tired of seeing death all around me it's not that I'm scared of it I just don't want to see it no more a lot of you understand what I'm saying Many of you won't. But see, that's just one of the stories of my life. And with that being said, I'm going to end this show. You guys have a good night. Stay safe out there. Stay blessed.